This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Team you hate playing against? Yeah, uh, I guess fucking auto, I guess. <laughs> We're a team. Hey guys, it's Shane. Welcome back to another episode of the Frozen Biscuit Podcast. We're part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So, on today's episode, we're going to talk a lot about the trade deadline. Obviously, that's kind of taken over the first half of the week. Ottawa was very active, as a lot of you guys know, as well as talking about the Nashville and Columbus game that unfortunately didn't go our way in either of them. But, you know, all in all, I think it's been a, a good, solid couple of days for the guys. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying that I don't think having uh, a game on the trade deadline is very smart. I think it's idiotic and doesn't do the teams or the players any good. It's kind of a, a slap in the face to players who get traded and to teams who are, you know, being active during the game or during the day. Uh, Obviously, Ottawa had a, an issue with, with that, with Pekka coming in halfway through the first, and then obviously with Balsers getting in during the first intermission, but his equipment not showing up, so he was unable to play, which kind of left Ottawa a man short for the rest of the game. But I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. To start it off, we will talk about the trade deadline. Obviously, it was probably one of the bigger deadlines for the Sens. It it could, you know, make or break what this rebuild is going for and what this team could look like in a couple of years. So we'll start it off. We got a couple of small trades that kicked off the day. Uh, Tyler Ennis went to went home to Edmonton. He's an Edmonton native. And we got a fifth round pick in 2021, which is nice. Getting some of the, getting some draft picks in the in the next draft outside of just stockpiling 2020. Uh, we traded Aaron LeChuck, who we literally just traded for, out of uh, Toronto for Max Verano, for Matthew Pekka, um, from Montreal. He again, he played for us in Columbus. He played in Nashville. Uh, he's only 24. He's a solid pickup. He's an RFA at the end of the year. Kind of see where he could could fit into this. And then Vladislav Nemesnikov, uh, we traded for him at the beginning of the year from the Rangers for a fourth-round pick. And Nick Ebert, we ended up flipping him to Colorado for a fourth-round pick in 2021. Again, I think that's kind of fair value. I'd be very surprised if someone was willing to give a third or higher for kind of a your ninth, your third line forward, which is why the big trade of the day is very important. I think, you know, I to start off, you know, I I wish Peugeot nothing but the best in uh with the Islanders. I wish the Islanders nothing but success uh outside of when they play Ottawa. I'm happy that Peugeot was 
put in a where put himself in a situation, especially after the injury last year, to get such a heavy raise. You know, that's not you know that that's not something to look past. He definitely deserved a raise, and I'm happy that a team thought that he was worth the money that he was getting. So personally, I don't think he's worth five million. I think as a third line player, you should be capping out at no higher than four. Uh, especially on a long-term deal. Maybe on a short-term, you can kind of cap at that five. So I don't agree with it. I think, you know, overall, that that return is fantastic. You know, the, the 2020 conditional first-round pick, which is it's just lottery-protected if they miss the playoffs. I highly doubt that even if they do miss the playoffs, they'll finish, they'll finish in the top three in the draft lottery. In an ideal world, they finish like they miss the playoffs, they get like fifth, and Ottawa's picking one, two, and five, with Detroit at three and the Ranger or the the Devils or the Kings at at four, and Ottawa has three picks in the top five. I think that'd be beautiful. Obviously, it's very unlikely to happen, uh, and then we obviously have if let's say it is top three, we get it in twenty twenty one, which isn't bad having two picks in twenty twenty one, three picks in twenty twenty. Obviously, having that extra first-rounder is a benefit. And then the third-round pick in 2022 uh, is a conditional, which is they have to win. the Islanders have to win the Stanley Cup this year. Uh, I honestly don't think that's going to be the case. I don't see the Islanders as a good enough depth team. They're a bunch of good players, solid players. I just think, you know, look at Washington and... The uh, the Penguins, what they've done during the, the trade deadline, they've just gotten that much better. So I'd be very surprised to see the Islanders make it past the second round. Not going to lie. I think it's going to be tough for them. I think they'll they'll have to get hot at the right time. Maybe pull a, a St. Louis Blues. I'm not sure. But we also got a second round pick in that. And I think a first... A second and a conditional third is a very good return for a third-line player. And, you know, he went out and there was talks early after that trade that he might, you know, wait until July 1st to, to come back. But I think the offer, you know, the Islanders gave Pajot in terms of, a, in terms of the contract offer were very good for Pajot. They're very... You know, there's stability, and as a 27-year-old, that's kind of what you're looking for. You're looking for that stability. He has a no-move clause the first two years, which means that he won't be available for expansion. So he knows that he's not going to get left unprotected. And I think that's kind of one of the things that may have held up a deal in Ottawa was that he wasn't going to get that because I don't think Ottawa felt comfortable holding him, holding on, the idea of holding on to him past that. And then he has a modified no trade clause his last four years of the deal. So he got the contract he was looking for, a contract that he thought was fair for him. And I don't blame him for it. I think the return, I like what Ottawa's done this, uh, this draft deadline. I do like the DeMello for their third round pick in 2020. I think that was good. I think that's probably the best deal you could have got for DeMello. I mean, obviously with Pesci, you probably could have got like a second round pick out of Carolina, but I'm not sure if you act like, because look at the Vanson in return. 
you might have been looking at something close to that. But I think they were using Vanson in to re- replace Hamilton. So I'm not really sure there. Overall, I'm going to give it like a B plus uh, for a trade deadline. Uh, I've had a couple of days to think about it. So I know I was on Top Shelf Podcast. And if you had a chance to listen to that, I think I gave them like a B minus or, uh, or a B. I might have given them a B plus, uh, but I'm giving them a B plus right now. I think they definitely did what they had to do. They did what, you know, they needed to, to help rebuild this team for, you know, five years of unparalleled success and looking at who we have to sign, who's coming up. It is now Shabbat's and Kachuk's team. There's no question about it. Even when Borowicki is back with Hainsey, it's still their team. You know, Boro will definitely be wearing the the A if and when he comes back. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of shove him for the year. There's only like six weeks remaining. He has a high ankle sprain by the sounds of it. He has a couple, I think he's a tear in his ankle. Let him rest, talk contract, bring him back for another year. Just We don't need him right now. We're just all tank. I know he'll probably want to be out there and that's what's going to make it hard for him. But, you know, it is what it is at this, at this time of the year. It's almost over. We only got a couple more weeks of heartache and, and frustrations before, you know, the, the draft lottery, which I know they have. I don't think they've confirmed it yet, but I'm, I'd expect it would be right before playoffs. So we'll be able to look at the playoffs and be like, okay, we're drafting here and here. And we can start, you know, looking at prospects, which is honestly all we want. But... You know, to end that on the draft draft day recap on for what Ottawa's done, it was very good. It was a very solid return. It you know Dorian did what he had to do to make this team better, and I wish none of the players or all the players success wherever they went. You know, Demello. You know, when free agency comes around, and you know there's a position open for him here. You know, maybe he comes back. Uh, for Ennis and Mesnikov, you know, it could be the same situation where they had offers for him, so they took it, and you know, Ennis could be back on a one million dollar deal. We still need to sign guys. This team can't just be rookies or second, third year players. There has to be some veteran leadership. You know, you, the only players we really have are Nisimov, uh, and then. Connor Brown, Chris Tierney, and Duclair all RFAs, so there's a chance that maybe Ennis or Nemestikov come back. I highly doubt it, but there is that possibility, and obviously Peugeot we know isn't coming back, but I wish them all the success, especially all, like, you know, playoffs are around the corner. All four players are going to be our part of teams that are fighting for a playoff spot, and as a player, that's what you want. You want to be going into the last month and a half playing for your playoff lives, and you know, the Islanders didn't get off on the right foot, losing to the Rangers in the, in the game last night. But he, Pajot got a goal, and, you know, that must have been really good for him. Tyler Ennis, again, they lost their first game against the Ducks, but Tyler Ennis had a goal and an assist. So that's uh, that's good, though, and I'm, I'm glad for them. Uh, so moving on, there's also another big news before we get into the game recaps. Bobby Ryan was back. He played his first game against Nashville after his last game on November 16th. I wish, you know, I wish he was at home, but I also understand why he he's not. 
you know, this is, uh, you know, giving him one game on the road before uh, a home game was probably the best thing for him since he, you know, he hasn't played in almost three months, just over three months. You know, that pressure of being at home is, you know, it's going to be there if he plays uh, on Thursday versus the Canucks, which I really expect him to do. They sent Schlappick down because I'd assume White is ready to go. But if that's the case, I, I'm i happy for him. As a lot of you may know, I've been very vocal about it on Twitter where Bobby Ryan is my favorite player in the league. He's been my favorite player in the league for years. Uh, for like He was my favorite forward. Obviously, Berter was my favorite player all around because I was a fan of him since I was like three. But when it came to a forward, when Bobby Ryan came into the league with Anaheim, I just I loved the way he played. So for him to be so open about his struggles and to come back and be so resilient and, you know, trying to, to defend him in ways, you know, going above him. I, I found that, like, not necessarily going above and beyond, but being there, being like, this guy isn't as bad as you think he is. You just, you know, you're caught up on the contract. And then I'm happy to see everyone rally behind him. I really am. I think it's great to see that everyone's like, okay, hockey aside, like this guy has gone through a lot. And, you know, as a person, we want him to succeed. He may frustrate us, frustrate you as a player, but if you do not want another human being to succeed getting through something, then you're heartless. And I hope that you can... It sounds like you have something to work through, and I wish you nothing but the best for it. But Bobby Ryan made his return uh, against Nashville on Tuesday, and obviously we have a game before it, which is the Columbus game, and I think it was atrocious for the league that we were the only game on. Like, if there's only going to be one game on, especially on trade deadline day, why have a game? It's on a regular Monday. It's trade deadline. You're not going to have a... Like you wouldn't have this. Like I don't think any other league right now has a game on the trade deadline day. It's ridiculous. I'm not saying that, oh, you should have like a game off before and a game off after as well. Just the day. Just the day. The 24 hours. Just no one plays that day. You're not losing any money if only one team's playing. Like, really, is that one game really going to be worth it? I don't think so. Obviously, Ottawa was at a disadvantage. They were on the road. I mean, any road team would be. Um, they were uh, active, and unfortunately, because that to be eligible for the AHL playoffs, you had to be on the roster, uh, on the AHL roster, I think by 3 or 5 o'clock p.m. on trade deadline day. So you weren't officially allowed to be called up until after, and I think that's what caused a lot of problems. But, you know, it it sucks. I still think, you know, the league needs to look at that. And hopefully they do, but I'm not holding my breath on it. So going into the Columbus game, and you know what? We, uh, we, we're we starting to show that we are a young team or an inexperienced team. But we definitely we, uh, we stole a point from Columbus. And, you know, if we were better at holding leads, we probably would have won. That was the game that Columbus needed to win as they're fighting for a playoff spot. And, you know, Connor Brown got two goals. Nick Foligno got two goals for Columbus. But, you know, Tierney got on the board. Tierney has 21 assists or had 21 assists going into that game. I don't think he got a point in Nashville. Yeah, he didn't get a point in Nashville. So he has 21 assists. That's sneakily good. I didn't realize he had that many assists. Anyways, uh, 
you know, Connor Brown got on the board, Colin White got on the board, and then left the game shortly after. Uh, Howard Luck got on the board, and Pekka got on the board. He got his first point with the Sens, which, you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see young guys competing and getting in. And, you know, Tini has 31 points this season. That's not bad. That's not bad at all for the fact that, like, I think the, the team lead is, like, 38. So... You know, I'm I'm pretty impressed with that. I did not realize he was like top five in the league, or top five on the team. Uh, yeah, he's literally the, the fifth best player in points. He's a 31, Shabbat's 34, Duclair's 37, Kachuk and Brown are 38. So, you know, I would definitely, I like Tierney. I, he's one of those RFAs where I think you have to sign him. I think you definitely do. But not to get distracted of the actual game. We, you know, played really well. We had a couple of bad minutes here and there that, you know, the first goal, not the prettiest. The second goal wasn't the prettiest. Third goal, like the, the losing the lead less than almost 30 seconds after gaining it is frustrating. I don't think anyone wants that. But overall, I think it was a good game for the fact that we were shorthanded to start the game at 10, uh, 10 forwards. And then we were shorthanded for the entire game at 11. So... We took a team that needed the points and brought them, you know, brought them to overtime and almost brought them to a shootout. So, you know, gotta. That's really what Ottawa has to hope for this year. Like down this stretch run is try beating teams that need need those two points. And if they can't, you know, beat you, then do they really deserve to go to the playoffs? But I was impressed. I think uh, they definitely did a lot better than teams where where Columbus was expecting them to do. I think they were doing a lot better than they expected them to do. But, you know, they played on on Tuesday, and they played in Nashville, which is stupid. You should not be going. Yeah, doubleheader. Yeah, but back-to-back on the day of the trade deadline and the day after the trade deadline. I don't see why, you know, you you played Saturday, you were off Sunday, and then you play Monday, Tuesday. There's no, like, I have no issue with the double header. I just have an issue with the fact that they couldn't have done it Saturday and Sunday. I think Saturday, Sunday would have been much more appreciated. Go down to down to Columbus on the Sunday and then to Nashville on the Tuesday. I don't see what's an issue with that, especially since Nashville was waiting at home for us. That is ridiculous. It's stupid. It, it's stupid for any team, not just Ottawa. It's stupid for any team. But... You know, we went into Nashville again. Another game where I don't think anyone really thought we were going to have a chance in to to win. But Thomas Shabbat gets the first goal. Uh, Sabrin and Hansey surprisingly get the assist, uh, and then twenty seconds later, Blackwell ties it up due to a bad defensive coverage. And then you know, Balsers takes a shot for a rebound and Schlappick buries it for his third of the year. Balsers with his second. Howard Luck gets another assist which is nice to see. I think he's proving that he belongs on this team, and he's only 24, so he slots right in. Uh, the problem was, and what cost us the game, was our penalty kill. Our penalty kill, penalty kill has been horrible. And then when you have Duclair, Nemesnikov, Peugeot, and even Ennis, who's seen penalty kill time, when you have four of your you know, six penalty killer, regular penalty killers out, you're going to struggle. And that's exactly what happened with against Nashville. Uh, the two power play goals is what won it for them. They tied it on a power play. They got the lead on the power play in the second, and they just shut it down in the third. Uh, 
again, this was Bobby Ryan's first game. It was you know, he had some chances. He he had some chances. Had a couple of uh, really good chances actually. I think he had a breakaway or a partial break. Um, probably thought he had a lot less time than he actually did, and couldn't get off that second move. So he decided to go five hole. I think if he did that second move, he scores in his return. That would have set the team on fire. Again, I hope he scores. Again, if he plays against the Canucks, I hope he scores. That'd be so nice. But overall, like. It, that's what's going to happen is that we're going to have to be more disciplined and stop taking bad penalties at bad times because it's going to cost us games. And obviously we want to lose because uh, I don't think that you really want to win in a time like this. You know, just embrace the tank and try to get as good as a draft pick as possible, finish as low as possible. And uh, we'll go from there. But again, one of those games where like, we held them. We we played really well in the first two periods. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out. Outshot them. The problem was their face-offs. But that happens when their face-offs, like we don't have that elite face-off guy anymore. Uh, that's what led to the two power play goals, that we didn't have Pajot. And as much as I like Tierney, he's nowhere near the penalty-killing specialist and face-off man that Pajot is. So I don't think that, like, he he's definitely worth money. I just don't think he's worth more than four. But that's where we're going to hurt, is that we're going to hurt on the face-offs for a little bit. We're going to hurt on the penalty kill. We're going to give up a lot of, you know, power plays. We're going to give up a lot of power play chances. It's going to suck. It's going to be rough. But it is what it is, and we're just going to have to live with it. Uh, you know, looking at the time on ice, Brady hit 21 minutes. Uh, which is surprisingly low. Uh, Shabbat hit 32, which is kind of high. Brown was at 20, just under 23. Uh, you know, Tierney was at 19. Bobby was at 15. Paul was at 16. You know, Balser's at 12. Not bad. I mean, again, Bacher was at 9.43. Ooh, rough. But he also had a minute 28 power play time, which isn't bad. Every forward... So at least one second of power play time. Uh, and that even that's including Howard Luck and Pekka. They both saw one second of power play time. I think we're gonna, we should see Tierney on the power play. Uh, one thing is Bobby Ryan saw 2.30 on power play time, which is nice. I think that's what he needs. But overall, I mean, I was surprised Anderson played great. Um, one thing I liked, though, is that Duchesne was held pointless, and so was Turris, and Turris was a minus one. He had two giveaways. Uh, he had he was 69% on the face-offs, but whatever. He played 15 minutes. He played four seconds more than Duchesne, uh, who had two shots on goal, had zero hit, zero block, zero giveaways, zero, like, he was just ineffective. And I think that's exactly what you want to see from four sends when they play against us. But, you know, out... out all of that aside, I think they persevered relatively well. They probably should have won a game or two, if not both, and I would have been okay with that. I think that would have been a great morale boost. But heading into Thursday, heading into this final stretch of the season where we only have like 18 games left, it's going to be a lot of trial and error, probably a lot of, uh, I don't know, 
itsy bitsy things like minor turnovers, minor mistakes that cost us games. But I'm not overly worried about it. I think if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like I'm just, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the expand, like for the draft. I'm looking forward for the draft lottery. I'm looking forward to getting all that done and sorted, figuring out where we're drafting. Uh, the idea of having three picks, uh, possibly all in the top fifth or top fourteen, possibly f- like top fifteen, would be a great. If not, then you know three first round picks in the first round is still fantastic. No matter where that third round one or that third one is, we have a potential of grabbing two, which honestly that's all I care about. Grabbing those two picks in the top ten would be great. So, we'll we'll see what happens. And I think if the Senators, if Dorian does this right, we could be competing in the next two years for a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference, which will be fantastic to see again. Uh, obviously, there's still some big question marks, so still not not a lot of time left to see, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, before we sign off, I'd like to remind everyone that the Hockey Podcast Network is working directly with Tankathon and Cool Hockey uh, for a draft NHL draft mock-up contest where if you go to Tank Tank uh, Tankathon, you can click on the Sim uh, Draft Lottery. You can do it as many times as you want to see to get the outing that you prefer, and you take a screenshot of it. You share it with Tankathon, the Hockey Podcast Network, and Cool Hockey. Uh, You retweet the contest uh, and tag a friend, and you get entered to win a $200 uh, gift card for Cool Hockey. It's a great way to get a new jersey, especially with the draft coming around for agency. You can put it towards your favorite player comes to your team. You can use that. Uh, Another thing is is that, you know, check my... uh, Check my Twitter for a link for discounted sense tickets up to 20% off. The pri- the discount is applied to the prices. The only games are excluded are Montreal and Toronto, which I think there's only one Toronto game left. But you get 20% off. You link is in my descri- in the description, as well as the promo code is uh, THPN sense and get 25% off tickets. The ticket price with the discount is already listed. And thank you guys for listening. It's uh, a season's wrapping up relatively quickly, so you know we got to be optimistic. There's going to be a couple of draft day things where I'm not talking as much as about the games anymore, uh, and getting ready for all that fun. So, and we only got about six weeks left of just continuing to support this team. Uh, Belleville is most likely in the playoff spot. They're still first in the division. So, if you are in the area and you want playoff hockey, then definitely give Belleville a shot. You'll be able to see guys like Norris and Balsers, Batherson, Brown, Hogberg, and, you know, Decord through that. They, and honestly, if that goes all the way, you're looking at hockey until, like, June, which is fantastic, and I think that's exactly what this team needs. But, again, Belleville's in the playoffs. They got a couple, they got a handful of home games left before the playoffs. So, if you have a chance, definitely take uh, a trip down. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful one. We'll talk to you soon.